Welcome to Breaking Geek. This is our final Breaking Geek episode. I'm so sad. And it's the uh, Breaking Bad podcast from Geek Girl Soup. And I'm Susan. I'm Amelia. I'm Chris. I'm Kelly. And I'm Scott. Oh. <laughs> the last time that we're we're all going to be here talking about breaking bad when you First say time that we've now, all been here for a long time yeah i know <laughs> it only and, feels and, that way <laughs> <laughs> now now can't y'all see though doing a rewatch a year from now or next summer and and coming back and revisiting all of this actually no. can't we just come back and do a do a uh, Better Call Saul podcast after when that show premieres. Oh. True. Okay. All right. But There's should we do idea. a Breaking Bad rewatch before Better Call Saul? <laughs> oh, isn't that, that going to go without saying? It's oh, well, point. of course. Of course. For, for at least me and you. I, <laughs> I, I wasn't thinking, was I? Uh-huh. <laughs> so have you guys pre-ordered your uh, series in the, you know, in the, in the barrel? <laughs> Heck no. <laughs> well, we know you haven't, Chris. <laughs> I'm going to ask Santa for that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How about you, I'm Scott? I'm going to wait for it to be on discount, because all that crap always goes into yes. the discount bin. I'm, I'm going to say a little prayer every night and hope that it just magically appears in my house somehow. Okay. <laughs> or, I get re- or I get really drunk and I go on Amazon and buy it. One or the other. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Once once the price has gone down. What, what, no, once the podcast is over. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. It's going to happen right. tonight. If, and and if you get all your... Like last week, then there you go. Yeah. And and you get your, your money from doing the podcast, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> all those podcasting dollars are rolling in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we made a lot off of this podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> And once we're done with this, we're not doing any other podcasts on TV shows, um, on weekly shows. But, of course, Nattercast is still doing their Sons of Anarchy and uh, American Horror Story podcasts. And Watchers of Anarchy is doing their Sons of Anarchy podcast. And you can find them at WatchersofAnarchy.com or on Facebook. They have a group there. Search for Watchers of Anarchy. Nattercast is at uh, nattercast.com. And they have a page and a group on Facebook. And also recently, um, Jason of Nattercast, he has written a bunch of limericks about Sons of Anarchy. And I'm going to share one with you because it's it's fantastic. There once was a tranny named Venus who decided to stick with her penis. When Tig was informed... His trousers deformed, which aroused him in the extremists. <laughs> well, that definitely sets the tone for tonight. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> Raging hard-ons? I don't get it. No, no, just, you know penis and i i don't know I, i'm being silly <laughs> what? we all have a raging hard on for breaking bad how about that oh, okay there you go <laughs> okay we maybe i should have chosen it. another one huh <laughs> uh, there once was a cholo named nero who rolled like a barrio hero till he met Gemma teller and like all of her fellers ended up with a fistful of zero well, that's not the tone that I want necessarily either. So, 
we, we don't want to leave our listeners with zero now, do we? No. Who are these people? You're attempting to spoil uh, um, Sons of Anarchy? No, that was not spoilery. Okay. (laughs) So, no, just uh, there are are more on Nattercast. Go check them out. And let's get started on the Breaking Bad. Yay! (laughs) All right. No No more tangents. Squirrel. (laughs) The whole thing is like one big tangent after tangent after tangent. So let's start with Where's the baby? (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) What was the moment that hooked you on Breaking Bad? Susan. Well, for me, it was right at the very beginning. <laughs> it was um, seeing the the dad from Malcolm in the Middle standing in the middle of a road in his underwear and holding a gun. <laughs> like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> All right, so right off the bat. Right off the bat, Chris, yeah. Chris, and, what hooked you? Oh, sorry. And I, I was one, you know, I watched it from the beginning, from the, the pilot, from when it aired, so... Wow. Yeah. It was the 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 obvious non-standard start of the show because I was tuning in thinking, okay, I'm going to watch a, a weeds ripoff. I I never watched Malcolm in the Middle, so I didn't have that hook. Um but like I was a fan of weeds, so uh when Breaking Bad started up, I was like, what is this noise? <laughs> and um much like Susan, it's it's like the, just the stark imagery right up front of okay, we're this thing is beginning in the middle of something, and that something is pretty freaking crazy. There's bodies <laughs> sliding around in the back. There's gas masks involved, and nobody has pants or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so, good stuff. Good stuff. Nobody had pants. Amelia, what hooked you? Um, honestly, I don't remember. I know it took a few episodes. Probably by the third episode, I was I was hooked, and I on it. I don't remember what it was. I was just I started it, and unlike many other shows, I just didn't want to jump off. Good enough. Yeah, Scott. Uh, well, I mentioned in a previous podcast that the the thing that made me discover Breaking Bad was when I found out that Bob Odenkirk was playing a recurring character on the show. So I did that quick binge of season of season one and the first half of season two to get to that first Saul Goodman episode. So I was going to, whether the episodes are good or bad, I was going to keep watching until he showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a I pretty was, amazing amount of dedication for a person in a show it's well, like you you love Odakirk so much <laughs> that you <laughs> mr show mr show with bob and david is probably my favorite sketch comedy series of all time and i quote it endlessly so yeah uh, i was tempted to say it was the the fulminator mercury handful of nothing because that was like the first totally crazy cool moment for me but that's not true it's kind of what uh, Chris and 
Susan both said, but I take it a little further than that. The opening scene, yeah, it was it's amazing of all the visuals that we see. But what really hooked me was just a couple minutes later, we get this very comical breakfast scene where we get the, the interpersonal <laughs> relationships between Walt and um, Skyler and Junior, and they're talking about veggie bacon and the lack of hot water and his birthday. And the fact that within seven minutes, a show could go from high octane intensity and what the <laughs> hell is going Something as good or as funny as any comedy series I'd seen at that time on television. Wow, that's an amazing series in the first seven minutes, and that's what hooked me. Yeah. Good one. So I was definitely enjoying it from the beginning. Well, not from the beginning that it, of it airing, but from the beginning of my watching. But the moment that really hooked me was in season one, episode two, The Cats and Bag, with um, Crazy Eight taking the crusts off of his bread and Walt looking and saying, you don't like the crust. And it just, it hit me right in the middle of my chest. Just something that detailed and human um especially after like you just said everything else that had happened that high octane that you know the two dudes are supposed to be dead in the back of the the rv and the funny moments at breakfast and and then that and um that did it for me that really got me hooked so dare i ask if if y'all have a favorite character that's kind of hard not really I, I I I definitely enjoy Walt. I'm taking the easy way out. <laughs> I enjoyed his his uh, journey from from uh, put upon nothing, you know, uh, to to arch villain to whatever it is that he became at the end. <laughs> but I, I, Walt is just an amazing character. And I, I was with him from from stem to stern. Mm-hmm. I'd have to go with Walt also. It's kind of hard not to go with, with Walt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, of course, I adore Jesse. Um, Mike, Gus. Gus is actually oh, yeah, my Gus. favorite. Of course. Yeah. Anybody but Skyler. Oh. <laughs> See, now, now I want to pick Skyler. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm actually not going to pick Walt. Um, although I, I think Walt is the most amazing, one of the most amazing characters in television, period, because of the journey that we see him go on, which is kind of unprecedented in my mind. But my favorite character, again, why did I start watching the show? It was Odenkirk. Saul Goodman is, you know, I partnered with the guy from my blog, remember, over the summer. So obviously yeah. yes. Saul Goodman is going to be my favorite character on the show. So um, let's talk a little bit about Walt. What was the most annoying or aggravating thing that he did, in your opinion, and why? Chris? I knew you were going to slam me first. (laughs) (laughs) It's not slamming. (laughs) If you don't want to go for it. And anyone can speak up. It's just, you know, if nobody's going to speak up immediately, I'm going to call on someone. That's fine. <laughs> it's just that I didn't prepare answers. You know, I'm thinking as you ask these things. And, um, you know, I, I, I listed, yes, this is my question. Because 
I could think of things that were annoying about Walt, and I was curious what kind of conversation that would stimulate. That's the mm-hmm. that was the thought process behind the questions going down. Um, but um, most annoying thing Walt did actually, I, I do have a I've got a great answer for this. I, I think, and it, it was not divulging the information to his spouse, mm-hmm. not telling Skylar. That bugged me up until the point that he told Skylar and it turned out to be a very bad idea. <laughs> it was like, you know, of course it wasn't going to work. But like I for for the first season, the very short truncated first season where like she's clearly being aggravated by the fact that she knew something was up and he wasn't giving her the data. The reasons that he was doing it made such sense to me. That I figured if he brought her in then, then, you know, it would be okay. I'm crazy. It wouldn't have been okay. (laughs) She probably would have seen (laughs) and talked some sense into him. And the reason he wasn't telling her is because he was into doing it. You know, we discover more about these characters as the show progresses. And, like, the reasons he wasn't telling her, I think, changed for me as time went on. Because now we realize, like, he was doing it for himself. Mm. But back then, it just wasn't making sense to me. And it was pissing me off. So that would be the most annoying thing that Walt did in in my eye. Good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the way back, you know, at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? No, well, I didn't have an answer for this. Okay. I, I, I actually have an answer for it. Um, Go hit us, Scott. Well, the interesting thing with Walt, I'm flying by the seat of my pit. This, this part I didn't prepare. Um, the, tr- the fatal flaw in his character is what leads him to make a lot of decisions that we would be like, no, what's wrong with you? Like, if it hadn't been for his pride, if he'd just taken a job that was offered to him, if he'd taken the money, but then we wouldn't have a show. Yeah. But the thing that made me yell at the screen, that made me go, no, no, what's wrong with you? Don't. It's gotta be when he kills Mike. Because... because yeah. And when I first saw it, I thought, oh, here we go. The epitome of letting his emotions get the better of him. Really? But he had taken the gun out of Mike's bag to begin with. So even if it wasn't his plan A, he kind of had it in his mind. He had the little realization, oh, you know what? I could have just gotten the same information from Lydia. And I was like, oh, you just killed one of the best characters for no reason. That was the part that really aggravated me. It was great. It was cinematic, but it pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, that that's exactly it for me, too. And and you're right about noticing that he had already taken the gun out of Mike's bag. So clearly it was a plan at some level, or at least he wanted it in his back pocket, if you will, as a plan. But yeah, right. that, that was absolutely it for me. Because everything else, you're right, we wouldn't have a show if he had taken the job. <laughs> At Grey Matter. Um, there wouldn't be the drama, you know, with Skylar if he had told her everything from the beginning. And so everything else I was okay with. It was just part of who he was. But that one thing I, I almost took personally because I loved Mike so much. I agree with an aspect of that. And if I could just jump in for a sec, 
the the idea that he did it out of uh, out of rage and and impulsively that's true but that he did it for nothing i don't think that's true and the reason for that is what jesse says later on when confronting the fact that most likely mike was dead he he, he points out to walt that uh you know the fact that Walt offed all of Mike's guys, which was Walt's plan when he got the list. So even if he got it from Lydia, his plan was to do something that was going to tick Mike off. And he points out that like, you know, you don't seem too concerned about Mike coming back and being upset with you. And so that gives me the impression that he ain't coming back. So like, you know, he would have had to deal with Mike one way or another. He would not have been, you know, getting the list from Lydia and then going through that with his plan to whack all his guys. Then he'd be like, you know, worried constantly that Mike is going to come and whack him at any point. Maybe that's why he took Mike's gun to begin with. Right. Although it does question a man who's 30 seconds away from dying that, oops, I made a mistake. I didn't have to do that. But so the guy's last dying thoughts would be that you had made a mistake at that kind of doesn't make a lot of sense either. I think you're right to for the most part, but she might have been better if instead of saying most aggravating thing, it was most upsetting thing. <laughs> because <laughs> then then it could have been then we then it would have fed into letting Jane die might be upsetting for some people or poisoning Brock might upset some mm-hmm. people or, or telling Jess let Jane die. You know, all those things. Mm-hmm. That might have been so I think maybe upsetting might have been a, a better uh verb there. But mm. But well, but they but they are different angry. things because oh, yeah, those other yeah. things were very upsetting, but they didn't aggravate me. They they didn't make me go fuck you, Walt. Yes, as right. bad as it as horrible as it was that he let Jane die and then tortured Jesse by telling him that. Um, it the Mike thing is is the one thing that really pissed me off at Walt. Yeah. Oh, it, Absolutely. It made me angry because, you know, <laughs> I'm, viewer, I'm amused that a great guys, character. And you guys I was are so like, sad about a, a killer being killed. <laughs> I, I mean, know, I know. You've pointed that out before. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could apply to, you know, half the movies and TV shows one has watched over the, over the <laughs> course of time, you know. Understood, <laughs> understood. But Mike was a scary motherfucker, dude. Not Mike if you were on his side it. or he was on <laughs> your <laughs> side. You know? Yeah. <laughs> He, 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 yeah. He and Jesse were buddies. They were. Oh, but like they didn't start that way. It's no. funny. It's Mike and Jesse's relationship. Their, relation, their relationship evolved and transformed, which right. has been much the like, hallmark of this series. Yes. Much so, like yeah. Walt's and Jesse's relationship did. Where at first they were at odds, and then they came to love each other. And I, I swear, even if he called him an idiot constantly. He did love Jesse and things that he did. He didn't all, all for Jesse because he was his family. And, and I, I stick by that. Like letting Jane die. It was self-serving because she had threatened him, but she was poison in this guy's life. And he basically eradicated the poison and then took strides to clean the boy up. So, like, I mean, he could have, if it was just a personal thing, he would have let Jesse, you know, stew. But, like, yeah. he, he he cared. All right. So, 
just to move things on a little bit, yep. since this was specifically most aggravating thing that Walt did, and, and then, Scott, you just brought up most upsetting thing. Let's, let's ask a broader question of, okay, fine, so what was the most upsetting or saddest moment for you in the show? Not necessarily that Walt did, just in general. Okay, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll jump in since it's silent. Um, I'm, I was tempted to go with a Jesse moment because it seems like every other sad moment on the show has been Jesse moments. Or Ozymandias seems to be nothing but sad moments for Walt. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to subvert the question totally. <laughs> just, just because I feel like it. And say the saddest moment for me was on October 6, 2013 at 9 o'clock when I put on AMC and there was no more Breaking Bad. So that, was my, <laughs> that was my saddest moment. Aww. I was, it wasn't Breaking Bad, it was freaking sad. <laughs> the absence of. Well, I'm going to pick a moment from the show. Okay. As, as everyone else should. Yes. <laughs> and it, it involved Jesse <laughs> and, and a sad moment. Um but it, yeah, Jesse was involved with this, and it was one of those moments that shows the effects of what they were doing. And it was uh, when he was, you know, at, at Spooge and Skank's house, and you know, his, well, you know, I, I don't know, know what, I know. yeah, the Spooge's house, I don't know, and <laughs> their um, and their their son, you know, just him interacting with with their with the little boy. And so just, you know, the, the little boy's life, that was one of the saddest things about, the, about Breaking Bad. That's a good one. And the, the effects that their, his parents' drug use had on him yeah. in his life. Yeah. Amelia? For me, the saddest moment, I think, is when Walt Jr. finally discovered who his father was, what his father was. Good one. That was heartbreaking for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. Period. Yeah. Just, to see, just knowing that how much just, he idolized his father. And how much he idolized him, and just to see his hero fall in his eyes. It was just it, for me that was the saddest moment. Chris. I agree with that. Um, yeah. I mean, because it's not just one moment. It's there's a whole. He goes through all the stages, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it lasts for at least an hour because it began and the you know screw you, what are you talking about? And then the drive home, he's constantly tasking his mother, and then you know the conversation at the house where he's like, Uncle Walt's. De- I mean, uh, Uncle Hank's dead, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then finally the. Uh, the the stop the stopping the fight you know getting make choosing a side choosing a side point i all of that was part of that same moment and you know for, for a character who just wasn't in the game for a very didn't seem to be a part of the story as much as I, I expected him because I always thought, okay, Walt's got this other son and it's going to be interesting when they meet or like the two sons 
there's got to be something done with this. And they never did that. They, right, they didn't. As Breaking Bad does, it doesn't go for the obvious trope. It, it, it chose another path. And it, it showed us, like, you know, how much he adored the toys that his father had for him. Like, when they were, like, playing with their new cars and that ridiculous <laughs> montage sequence cutting back and forth between them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all yeah. that kind of thing. And it all came tumbling down. So, like, it, that was the slowest burn <laughs> I've ever seen in a show. So I, I think you're right on there, Amelia. That's that's a, a terrific pick. And yeah. I will ape your your suggestion. <laughs> for, for me, it was, oh, man, I actually, I, I wrote down several possibilities here. But um, the one I'm going to go with is Holly in the bathroom uh, in, um, was that in Ozymandias? Yep. Yeah. Um, and the the unscripted mama, mama that she oh. started saying, and the look on his face. And, and honestly, that moment I, I saw him equally as, equally as Walt and Brian Cranston. Um, Knowing, you know, well, when I watched it the second and third, and I guess fourth time, um, <laughs> you know, first time we all just assumed that was scripted and it was still really poignant and, and got me. But then once we found out that it was not scripted, that that baby just started saying that because her mom was standing three feet behind Brian Cranston and the emotions that cross his face in that moment, it just summed up so much of what had happened and uh, what was about to happen as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's lighten things up. How about funniest moment? Oh. I'm going to say Saul and Badger when Badger was arrested. And this is in uh, better call the better call Saul episode. Mm-hmm. And Saul goes in there to represent him and says, okay, Mr. Whatever his name is, public masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't, of course. No. But um, that's mine. <laughs> well, I have the use of the talking pillow. That was just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I just found that funny. Excellent. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was great. great. <laughs> I, en- <laughs> I enjoyed the bit where we find out exactly what Jesse did with Walt's money when he went to buy an RV. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. It was like, it it was just the realization that he did nothing. (laughs) He did nothing that was, and yet he ended up with an RV. (laughs) He ended up stealing it. That that just cracked me up to the ends, and that's the kind of attention to detail that you only get when you're paying. You know, you're you're you're, you're you've you've documented everything you've done, and you can like find spaces to play with. So mm-hmm. that writers' room, what an amazing group of guys and gals they are. Amelia, did you have a funniest moment? Probably. Star Trek talk with Skinny Pete. And- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was good. Anything, pretty much anything with Badger just cracked me up. Yeah. But that especially. That was awesome. Scott? Well, 
I'm going to backtrack for 30 seconds just to give a serious answer to the previous question because I know I didn't give a real answer to that. Um, I the, liked your answer. But... I know, but I, I really feel I should actually say what the, the part that actually always comes back to me and makes me kind of get choked up when I see it, literally. Um, it's, the, it's the Jesse moment in, I think it's one minute. I think that's where he has his two amazing speeches in a hospital room. It's the second one where he rips into Walt about how everything in his life has turned to shit ever since he met Walter White. Mm. It's it's just it's a searing moment for him, and I think that's like the one of the this is why you won the Emmy that year moments for him. And, and I, I I think even thinking about thinking about it right now actually gets me a little verklempt. Now to switch gears for funniest moment, well, Better Call Saul is definitely the funniest episode for me. But I'm not going to pick a Saul Goodman moment. I'm going to pick the part when Jesse has dinner at the Walter White household. <laughs> yes. The green beans from Albertsons, his expressions. <laughs> it's, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I mean, I know online on YouTube, some, some people have put in, made it like a sitcom kind of thing. You don't need to do that. You don't need to dress that scene up. It's just yeah. plain awkward and funny as anything in a Ricky Gervais show or anything else. It's, Amazing. Yeah. Anna Gunn there was incredible. I mean, they all were incredible. But yeah, mm -hmm. her answer to um, they're from Albertson's <laughs> Deli. <laughs> that was brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. Since, well, no, I guess I mentioned a Saul one for the funniest. But how about your favorite Saul moment or Saul saying or Saul whatever? Your favorite Saul. Scott, should I start with you because he's your favorite, or should I end with you to give you a moment to come up with the perfect one? I'm juggling a few possible ways to answer it, so if you want to hit someone else first and then come back to me, that's fine. Okay. Susan, are you ready with that? Yeah, I will, um, I will pick the monkeys in the banana patch. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite solism. <laughs> oh, my God, I totally forgot that one. <laughs> I use it so much. How could you forget it? Um, <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> okay. Um, See, I guess I, I guess because you do use it so much that I oh, had okay. kind of forgotten that it was Saul, and I just now attribute that to you. Okay. Yeah. Well, give us the whole line. You know, what's where is it coming from? What what is it used? How is it used? Well, <laughs> does it matter? Yeah. Do I remember? Oh. <laughs> and I'm cutting out all of that. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I don't I don't remember everything. Um, well, Scott probably... remembers everything. Come on, Scott. What, what was this monkeys in the banana patch line? Oh, son of a bitch. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> <laughs> Stump the stumper. <laughs> do you I'm... remember, Chris? No, that's why I'm asking. Why do you think I'm asking? <laughs> I think, was it when he was talking to Mike or something? Or was it before that? I don't know. It was some kind of code. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what for that. He used in a phone call. I don't know. Uh, well, somebody Google it real quick. It was in Barry. Oh, Barry? Oh, really? That recent? And he says the monkey is in the banana pe patch. Capiche? <laughs> the capiche makes it. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> okay, I'll have to add that one word in. Oh my god, capiche. <laughs> oh my god. Amelia, do you have a favorite Saulism or Saul moment? Not that I can think of right now. I love Saul. I, I loved every time he was on screen. I can't think of a favorite. Yeah. I, all your favorite. <laughs> I know. I, I, I just loved every every scene he was in. And, uh, I mean, the whole send him to Belize thing, I certainly love. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I kind of enjoy the bit where he's going on about, uh, uh, you know, you guys suck at selling meth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great moment. Absolutely. I love that scene. The thing I love about Saul's scenes is he's the one who will go off on these amazing little stories. It's ne- I mean, he has, he has a million great lines, but they construct these amazing scenes for him. Like, for example, the scene when he's talking to Skylar and Walt about, you know, the different options they have as, trying, as far as trying to get the car wash. Laser he, tag! He's yes. literally acting it out like, oh, we can only go with terrorism. And he's just doing all the different voices and whatever. Um, as far as a great line, I can, in my mind, I can narrow it down to two. Well, the, the uber geeky line is when they're talking about uh, getting rid of the RV. And he's saying, you know, what do I look like? The RV disposal people? And he tells, well... The Starship Enterprise had a self-destruct button. I'm just saying, that's a <laughs> that's a great line. But I, I'd forgotten but, that. But the other line I, I remembered earlier today, which is kind of a, a, a famous Saul Goodman line, is I once told a girl I was Kevin Costner, <laughs> <laughs> and it worked because I believed it. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. And I went, "Oh my god, that's an amazing line." And that's so. It's <sighs> definitely probably that one. And and then you think, yeah, he he kind of does look like <laughs> maybe a little <laughs> because he believes it. Yeah, right. and then it must be true. Oh Lord! All right, how about favorite use of the word "bitch"? Uh, I'll start this. Okay. Yeah, bitch magnets. <laughs> I can't do it the way Jesse did it. <laughs> But the whole magnet thing. Yeah. Mine is, this is my own private domicile, and I will not be harassed. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who else? I'm going to have to echo yours, Kelly. Uh, yeah, bitch. Magnet. Oh, is definitely my favorite use of bitch. <laughs> you did that better than I did. Just watching that moment just gives me joy. Chris do you have a favorite bitch moment (laughs) I don't think I do I mean it's it's just so Jesse they all blur (laughs) it's it's part of his DNA Mm -hmm. I I don't think there's an episode that goes by that he doesn't say it so (laughs) yeah he seemed to use it less over time Especially, you know, at the end. Well, I mean, of course, at the very end when he's yeah. a shell of himself. But um, well, he was a cocky kid. Yeah in, yeah. in the beginning of this thing. Yeah. And that was the fun of the show, delving in and finding out who these people were, and finding out like their outward appearance 
because Jesse just didn't dress to impress at the very beginning of the show. <laughs> and yet there was a beautiful man inside there who had a caring heart and loved kids and, you know, wasn't about all the money. I mean, I, it still kills me that he threw that money away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's blood money. Yeah. Lots of people died for it. Yeah. But you worked hard for it, dude. It's like, what, what was the, it's weird how they changed roles because yeah. Jesse started this whole thing by being the fast money making captain cook. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a little bit wrong in his, his statement that like my life, uh, went to shit time. I met, Mr. White, because what, before you met Mr. White, you were falling out of a window of a big tittied girl as your crack hot den was being raided by the DEA. You know, things weren't going so swimmingly for you, fella. But he was having fun. Well, that was fun. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> didn't, having fun yeah, he had his morals. He, and then, he didn't go to a dark place until right. after meeting Walter White. So that, right. that's what he's talking about. Right, right. But, like, you know... That dark place didn't come for a long time. There was there were good times had. Mm-hmm. I mean, there I were give trying, you I, I give you the episode. I give you the episode down early in season two, which is basically nothing but a nonstop Jesse's life sucks episode. So that's <laughs> I think that's is that the one I, with the blue with of him falling in the. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. But like, see, that was also an episode where he wasn't alone. It's like he felt he was alone, but that was when he found out that you know, after trying to kill Walt. <laughs> <laughs> after that. After it, <laughs> after, that, after they that's tried that to murder each other, they came moment. to they came to realize that they need each other. <laughs> you know, and and those are bonding moments to me. Trying. trying to kill each other, yeah. Yes, yes. No, no, it's men- true. But it's like yeah. brothers growing up and beating each other up, you know. But it brings them closer together in the end. I'm right. <laughs> okay, I'm a girl and I have a sister, so I I don't really know. So. And you didn't ever bitch slap her. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. It verbal abuse only, not physical. <laughs> Just, just mental trial. See, you guys mentally try and destroy each other. We just yeah, it's called mind fuck. It's it. very effective. <laughs> I, I have a brother so driven <laughs> into the skull. She spoke French. She spoke French to her, <laughs> with, with all the correct pronunciations. Right. Yeah. Sent her to Belize in her mind. There you go. Yeah. Uh, hey, Amelia, do you have a favorite bitch moment? Um, yeah, I have to go with everybody else. Well, almost everybody else. Um, yeah, bitch, magnets. I, that might actually be the thing that hooked me. <laughs> yeah. That was, pretty late <laughs> that was towards the very That was late. Season five. <laughs> um, you knew there was no turning back at that point. <laughs> no, there wasn't. <laughs> All right. So another, another favorite word use. I know for a fact Amelia was Jesse's girl a long time before that. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's sweet. All right, so they were allowed Scott, did you tell us or Chris, were you the one who told us that they were allowed to use the word fuck once per season? That's probably a Scott thing. 
I've I've said it, so we'll, we'll we'll attribute that sort of truism to me up until the final season, right? Or yeah, final <laughs> half season or whatever, especially <laughs> final whole season. So, do you have a favorite use of the word "fuck" in this show? <laughs> a fuck word, the use of "fuck" is that what you're not, saying? Not the last, of the, not the last of the word. <laughs> Your favorite use or the. Your favorite instance of someone in Breaking Bad saying fuck. Wow. It's very, very specific. I'm trying to be here so as not to paint myself into a uh, how yeah. corner. How are, we gonna, how are you going to edit that one, Susan? <laughs> I'm just going to let it go. I'm not going to edit that. <laughs> is, is anybody going to pick any but, anything but the Schrader? I was not. That's yeah, I, well, exactly I was going to pick was. Mike. Really? Yeah, Mike's dying words. Yeah, because yeah, I, I think that might be my answer to a different question. Uh, it's, yeah. it's shut the fuck up and let me die in peace. Yeah. It's, the fi- it's his final words and the final words of that episode. It's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. That is good. Yeah, yeah. Chris, mine is, my name is Asac, Asac Schrader, and you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's a pretty good one, too. That's an awesome one. <laughs> Yippers. I think both of those are better than what I what I thought of, but I'm going to go with something which isn't going to make a lot of sense to anybody, probably. <laughs> okay. I'll, but he, I'll tell you why I'm picking it. I'm picking when Walt tells Gretchen, "Fuck you" in the in the restaurant in that scene, mm-hmm. because for me, and I could be wrong about this, but my I'm going by my memory right now. Um, that was the first time that I realized that they were saying the word fuck on this TV show. It might have been said before. I don't remember it. I'm pretty that, sure that was the first time. Because I, you know, I was watch, that was when I was doing my binge watching with the DVDs. And I remember I paused it. Like, did I just hear what I thought I heard? <laughs> and I rewound it. Like, this is an, an AMC show. He just said fuck. Whoa. <laughs> You know, okay, I'm thinking about it again, and I think I think he might have said it before when he quit his job at the car wash. I'm uh, gonna look that up because I, I I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm not sure, if I, he did. that sounds Fuck you familiar. and your eyebrows. Yeah, if he didn't say it, it, I certainly thought it. He certainly grabbed his package. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I I he probably said it then. The fuck you and your eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> All right. While well, they're looking that up, Amelia, do you have a favorite fuck moment in that? <laughs> a fuck worthy moment. <laughs> right. There we go. I do not. I honestly, I don't remember any of these. <laughs> you're, you're just so used to people around you saying fuck all the time that it just blended in. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, I am. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I. I come to the realization I don't have as good a memory for this stuff as y'all do. Um, it's yeah. okay. We like you anyway. <laughs> you're the youngest. You're supposed to have a good memory. <laughs> Well, I also cheated like last week and looked stuff up. So yeah, I watched a few things. So. Exactly. See, I've, that's the other thing. I've not rewatched the show at all. I don't think I've seen a single episode more than once. Oh, wow. The, a pure experience then. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I just watched the clip and he does indeed say, 
He does indeed say "fuck you." He mutters it and then says it out loud to Bog to uh, Bogwan when he's when he's quitting. So he did say it twice in that scene. I don't know why it didn't register with me when I watched it. It was just, but for some reason, it shocked me more when he's saying it to Gretchen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so isn't that three times in a season? I'm, you know, I can't be held responsible for quoting some guy <laughs> named Vince Gilligan and going. By <laughs> I know that happening. You will find a way to be contrary with it. <laughs> yeah. Damn that Vince Gilligan with his misinformation. <laughs> well, well he often says on the podcast i don't really remember any of this stuff right, <laughs> right. i need to have the other writers around to help me with these things exactly <laughs> all right favorite use of science in breaking bad bitch no yay <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, science. science well mine is one of the moments that that hooked a lot of people, the uh, fulminated mercury. Nice. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people learned a little science from that. Didn't there you go. Yeah, it looked just like the crystal meth that they were making, but it was not crystal meth. Cool. And it was proven not to be possible. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Mythbusters, Mythbusters did their best. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but it's cool for the show. <laughs> It was really cool. It seemed like that whole episode of Mythbusters was just saying all this shit was lies. <laughs> they they enhanced science yeah, for, for the yeah. sake Don't of they all. Well, we wouldn't want half of the shit to be doable. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> for the purpose of entertainment only. Uh, Chris, did you have a favorite science moment? Oh, come on. It's got to be when he blows the fuck out of Tico's lair. Tuco. <laughs> Tico, Tico, Tuco. Taco. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Amelia, do you have a favorite science moment? No. <laughs> All right. Scott? I'm so incredibly dumb that when I read this question, I totally misinterpreted it, uh, clearly. <laughs> I, I, remember I read the question like, oh, so the favorite, you, Jesse's use of the words. Oh. <laughs> oh. Which, That's okay. I mean, so which obviously would be, the, you know, from no rough stuff type deal. Where he says, yeah, Mr. White. Yeah, science. Which <laughs> is, I think, one of the classic Jesse moments altogether. Yeah. Um, That's a use but, of science. Yeah. But yep. as far as an actual scientific thing on the show, I love the scene in... Um, Oh, what is it? I think it's in four. Yeah, it's in four days out when they're creating the battery, oh, and yeah, he's yeah. he's and he's walking Jesse through it. And this is and this is wire. No, copper. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably my favorite scientific moment on the show, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I was going to say magnets, <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Actually, I really liked the the melted bathtub. Oh, and it so was that on MythBusters? Yep. Yeah. And so it failed yes, miserably. It failed. <laughs> okay. Well, I was I was curious about that because what uh, was it? Reservoir Dogs? Isn't there a Tarantino movie where they? Or maybe I'm thinking of something totally different. Yeah, something um, totally different. Maybe Point of No Return with the Cleaner. May, yeah, that must be. 
Um, you know, I thought that there's at least one other movie that I have seen. Or La Femme Nikita. Maybe, yeah, I've definitely Which seen that. Which is a that. better version of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, where they they did dissolve the body in a bathtub. So I was curious, you know, with this being the science TV show, then which one is accurate? But anyway, I, I still like that scene. So. Actually, didn't um, they did the same thing in... Um, Oh, what's the name of the show? The uh, the Blacklist, the one with Tom oh, right, right, right. Noonan. They he dissolved people in bathtubs. Right, right. The Stewmaker. Wow. The Stewmaker. Okay. Yeah, that was the name of it. Yeah. That was a, yeah. an interesting episode. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So speaking of the melted bathtub, which was used to dissolve um, Emilio. Uh, what would you consider the best kill on the show? Your favorite kill? I'll go first. Okay. My favorite kill is Aztec Power! (laughs) (laughs) Run! (laughs) That's my choice also. (laughs) Running down the two drug dealers. Yep. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) <laughs> oh that was the car okay yeah I didn't get yeah, yeah okay okay um Sorry. for me no, no no that's fine clearly i was slow there um for me it was uh the very elaborate and awesome way that gus killed don eladio and all of his men with the poison <laughs> and the mm-hmm. fake tequila oh my gosh <laughs> i love that Scott? Well, here's the funny thing. I have like maybe three sentences I had written down for this like a few weeks ago. And I kid you not, what I wrote was for Walter would be killing those two dealers, particularly shooting the guy after he gets out of the Aztec. But I may have to abandon Mr. White and go with Gus poisoning the Don and all his minions and salute in season four. <laughs> so basically, I agree with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Son of a bitch! <laughs> Alert the media! <laughs> All right. Well, we haven't heard Amelia's choice, so maybe there will be disagreement. Amelia, the death of Gus. Like, how? that's a good one. That's probably that's an excellent one. My my favorite because of just all you have to do is say ding ding ding. Walking out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. <laughs> there you go. I, I didn't have that down as a question. Best dinging moment, but you know, I, I think we could probably all just <laughs> say that would say have Gus's to be it. Gus's death, yeah, yeah. Well, the explosion. Not my, that, that's not my favorite ding ding moment. It's no. like it's a great moment. No, my favorite ding ding moment is when he's spelling out all those. Lovely things <laughs> that oh. in that room. Like, yeah. go fuck yeah. yourself. Yes. Fuck you yeah. and suck my dick. <laughs> That's pretty, which is in the same episode, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, it is. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, it is. So it's like, At least he didn't crap himself. <laughs> the most yeah. ding worthy episode of all. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Ding worthy. <laughs> Yep, the lady with the board. That was the best job <laughs> translating what he was saying. The fact F- you. 
<laughs> See, went, we get the idea. <laughs> she went from being Peggy's mom on Mad Men to doing that. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Wow. I didn't know that. What I would often think while watching those scenes of the lady with the board uh, was I think about the, the French movie, The Diving Bell and the Butterfly, hmm. based on the true story about the, uh, the guy, Beaupre, I think. I forget his name right now. Um, who's paralyzed. And he would indicate yes for a letter by blinking. And, uh, you know, he ended up writing <laughs> an amazing book, memoir, uh, off of which the movie was based. So this guy, you know, uh, the, the dinging was, was quite different from, <laughs> from that experience. So. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Was, my, my question is. There was a tangent for you. <laughs> well, here's another. Did they get this character idea from Star Trek? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. I would not be shocked if they did because Gil- I know Gilligan's a big right. Star Trek fan. Right. So mm-hmm. That's a great connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes up for all the annoying stuff, Chris. Nice. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> all righty then. And last <sighs> podcast, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So that nice connection, that's a good segue into my favorite Breaking Bad topic, which is how everything circles back around. So what is your favorite circle back around moment in the series? Scott, I'm going to start with you. Because <laughs> I know that's your favorite topic too, Wink. Okay, oh, so it's the callback kind of a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, no, no, I, I, I can, I can, I can handle this one. Um, you know, I was thinking of going with a lighter moment for this, but I'm going to go pitch black dark instead. Uh, since the end of season two, we were always wondering if Jesse was ever going to find out about Walt's involvement in Jane's death. So when two and a half or three seasons later, he lowers the boom on him in the most heartless and vindictive way possible. That to me is like my favorite callback. It's just so ice cold and nasty. And and plus it probably killed the sympathy that most people were having for Walt in that scene earlier. It's just such a great breaking bad moment. And that's my favorite. It's especially effective since it's mirrored by the previous attempt to break that news to him in a, in a more sympathetic way and fly. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's the total opposite where he's consumed by guilt and he's trying to find, it's the one of the few times we see Walt doing anything that involves remorse, mm-hmm. but in Ozymandias, they're in a shred of remorse when he's <laughs> saying that to yeah. and Jesse. And, and they're both Ryan Johnson directed episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Wow. But you gotta bear in mind that he, at that point, was laying the full blame for uh, Hank's death at Jesse's door. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. There was a lot of retribution. <laughs> and yeah, that's why. That, yeah, exactly. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't just cruel. It was vindictive because he was blaming him for what had happened. Yeah, absolutely. Found yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> And see, I, I answered this question a little bit differently um, because 
I, I took it to be like a, a similar shot or a similar thing happening. And so, but it was also an Ozymandias um, where Walt collapses after Hank is shot. Um, a callback to Hermanos where Gus collapses after Max is shot. Mm, yeah. Right, right. right. That is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris, do you have one? Yep. It would be the, uh, hello, beautiful people. bringing those two back made my fucking day (laughs) (laughs) 